1: This is
0: a Lip Media Podcast. Stop, collaborate, and stop listening to this podcast if you don't like swearing. Okay, bye. Fuck
1: off and die, I hope you have a shitty life.
0: Cough and Die, the place where we give you crass comfort for your heartbreak. We do our best.
1: Your best is great, Sarah.
0: My best is good enough.
1: Your best is great.
0: I feel like if you're a perfectionist, near enough is good enough. Otherwise, yes. otherwise you never do anything. Yes. I had to learn that.
1: Finished is better than perfect.
0: And how are you?
1: I'm very well. Also, I'm Jade.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. We haven't
1: covered that yet. Who
0: cares? <laughs> I'm I'm Jade. I'm Sarah. Can you tell that that was the same person Sarah's saying trying that?
1: trying to be me. Oh, so to be honest, I can't tell our voices apart when I listen back to the We podcast, sound so... so... I don't expect anyone else to.
0: We sound so different. Really? Yeah. Well,
1: that's a good thing, but I think we sound the same.
0: Okay. Well, so I wanted to share with you something. Yeah? Because my um, reference to perfection was the breakup reviews...
1: Oh, I love them. The breakup <laughs> reviews that we've been getting are so freaking great. Keep them coming. Hey, I love them so much.
0: I just think everyone is so clever and hilarious.
1: And like when you have to distill your thoughts down to a really small number of characters, <laughs> they just get so witty and so sharp.
0: So the breakup reviews are we ask people to literally review their breakups, which is it. they're funny, but they're also fucking tragic, which maybe makes them more funny.
1: Yeah, I guess most people are reviewing them with a bit of um, space. You know, most people yeah. are in the middle of it trying to review it.
0: I think if you can distill your breakup into like a 10-word punchy piece of dialogue, then you've got a little bit of distance from it.
1: And maybe you should consider a career in copywriting.
0: A hundred percent. Just don't put me out of business. <laughs> I'll come and find you. Um, so I, I wrote a couple down to just share.
1: <gasps> yes, please. What have you got this week?
0: <laughs> okay, so this was one of my favourites cried mid-breakup about what porn they liked at a dome cafe, yelled, it's hell gross, two stars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so weird. There's
0: so much I don't understand.
1: I've got so many follow-up questions.
0: Like why were they at a dome cafe?
1: And why did porn come up in the middle of the breakup conversation?
0: Maybe he had a porn addiction.
1: So much to unpack.
0: I know. And Okay, so I've got another one. Please. Do you want me to hear another one? Yeah. This one isn't that.
1: Oh, i just sad. want to keep you. I, I love them i love them so much
0: <laughs> gaslit me didn't respect my boundaries didn't give back my bike one star
1: one star review i feel like that was warranted
0: you did all of this emotional manipulation and then you didn't give- and stole the bike and then you didn't give her back her bike
1: one of my exes stole my bike why would he, he bought it for me so he thought it was his but he doesn't understand what a gift is
0: yeah, you don't do that. He gifted it to you. That's your bike.
1: Not anymore. <laughs>
0: wow. I'm going back and getting all those presents I gave my exes.
1: Yeah. I'm calling is them there in. good amongst their, like...
0: Yeah, a bike. <laughs> 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 so this section, we've never really explained it, but this is meant to be a section where I go through activities. Well, we have explained it. We have it. explained it extensively. Yeah, no way. <laughs> <But> <laughs> everyone that's every- new... So I go through activities from the book. We're running out of pages. Like the book is, you know, it's, it's short. It's, it's a short, short book. It's, it's something well, that... Well, it's
1: mostly an activity book. So there's not a lot of words in the book itself. It's what you bring to the book that makes it powerful.
0: You're basically doing all the work. You're writing the book, you're publishing <laughs> the book, and you're doing the artwork. It's just a bunch of blank pages that we created and called a breakup book. So there aren't many pages left
1: of the blank page book.
0: Which is why in this activity where I would normally do an exercise from the book, I'm doing one I just made up.
1: Oh, you're winging it. today. Oh, that's fun. Okay. I know.
0: I, I think this page could be in the book, maybe in the next installment in the upgrade.
1: The book V2. Uh-huh. If we ever sell out of the book, we can do a reprint.
0: I think we need to because also reprint. I think men read this book too.
1: It's very gendered with the pronouns. Like it's, it's, it's quite specific. It's
0: very hetero and it's very gendered. Ill. I know you don't like hetero, but I wanted to write it from my experience and I didn't feel like I could speak for the non-hetero experience. Yeah, okay. okay. So I thought I'll start off with what I know. I'll write about that. And yeah. then as we grow and consult we've grown, haven't we? I'm like 10 inches taller. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not funny. Thank you for laughing though. I really liked it. Oh, so lame. Um, okay. So this-
1: I thought we should have said longer though
0: longer i was gonna (laughs) say my dick because by then i'm like i don't have a dick (laughs) anyway what what why am i talking about my dick okay so
1: this
0: activity that i made up is called find a fucking therapist
1: What a great activity.
0: Jay! do you know how much I love therapy?
1: Yes, very much. I know you love therapy. You talk to me about therapy in every conversation we have. (laughs) I love therapy. I don't think we've ever had a conversation where you haven't mentioned therapy or your sister or both. Oh, that makes me sound a bit weird.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to just like edit myself a little. Maybe I need to start talking about something else. So this activity is for anyone that's sort of thought, maybe I should see a therapist.
1: Everyone should see a therapist.
0: Therapists are fucking great. But only if you get a good one.
1: Yeah. You know what else? Therapists are expensive. It's such a bougie thing to have access to. It is. It's a very, it's a big privilege if you can afford to see a therapist. But you know what? If you have that privilege, take advantage of it. Get your shit sorted and do good in the world.
0: And even when I am quite povo, like I prioritize spending on therapy. I'm not saying you need to. I
1: stop going to therapy and start buying clothes when I get poor. (laughs) Uh,
0: No. See, I think, well, if I focus on the therapy, then everything else will come together. Mm. But I mean, I'm just a lot more mature than
1: you. So yeah. And I also have more better earrings.
0: Yeah, you do. No one's talking about my fucking earrings (laughs) because mine are just basic bitch earrings. So I've actually got like a practical guide to finding a therapist. I always say to people, which makes no sense, that finding a therapist is like finding a handbag. You don't just buy the first one you see, you shop around. Do some research. Do some research. So the first therapist you see may not be the best one for you. And I think the thing is, it's really hard because you're opening up, you're vulnerable with someone.
1: My first therapist was so bad Mm. that it took me years before I even attempted to see another therapist.
0: And I think that's such a pity because it's such a common experience. Mm. And what I have found though is that I think about six years ago, I found a therapist that has changed my life and the way that he works and the uh, sort of techniques and strategies he uses – work so well for me, but I have had really shit therapists too. And just don't let that get you down. So the first thing that you need to do, if you want to get a therapist is go to your GP and you call up your GP. Like I'm literally going to give you a blow by blow.
1: Okay, good, good, good. good. And So step one. Step one,
0: call your fucking GP, find one that bulk bills if you don't want to pay any money and ask them for an extended appointment so you can get a mental health care plan.
1: So long appointment. GP, because
0: if you just go to the GP and you don't tell them that you want to do a mental health care plan, they will then get you to come back, which is a pain
1: because of the time it takes. Yeah, it. you need an you extended to a questionnaire, session, don't you? Yeah. So next, I love a questionnaire.
0: <laughs> I like it when it tells me like what my spirit animal is or something like that. <laughs> that's not what this is. Uh, so a mental health care plan, once that's filled out, it gives you a subsidy, so it gives you cheaper psychology sessions
1: within Australia. We're talking, right? yeah,
0: within Australia.
1: Yeah, I don't think the rest of the world has healthcare, but we do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we do have listeners in other countries. So much privilege.
1: We have so much privilege.
0: Uh, We can leave a a resource to explain to you what healthcare is if you are not (laughs) in Australia. Also, we are so sorry.
1: Um, We can also put a link to an online therapy. Um, Uh,
0: That would be way more useful. Yeah. And less (laughs) less antagonising. So you basically fill out this survey They ask you dumb questions like are you sleeping, blah, blah, blah. And then once you've done that, you get six subsidized sessions. And this is across Australia, by the way. And you will get, if you have a session that's 50 minutes plus with a therapist, you'll get $124.50 back.
1: Which seems like a lot of money until you find out how much therapists charge. <laughs> Jade, I'm trying to encourage people <laughs> to go to therapy.
0: Well, okay. So my therapist, I think he costs $220 worth every penny. Uh,
1: so you end up out of pocket $100 a session? About that's that.
0: About right. Well, I'm really bad at maths.
1: I'm not and it's $100 yes. a session.
0: 95 no I pay 95 what okay I don't know so but I have a friend he goes to therapy Are you one of
1: those people that divides the bill like into cents because I was so close and you were like no no I've got to get this to the exactly right number
0: no I just like my brain shuts off like if you have a number it goes into that fuzzy tv static from the 90s when oh, your yeah. video has gone off that's what my brain does
1: okay so you don't even know how much it costs
0: Whatever. I-, I told you the number. Yeah. You're right. I'm wrong. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about when it comes to addition and sub- subtraction.
1: Subtraction. <laughs> <laughs> Abstraction.
0: <laughs> okay. So... What I was saying before was I have a mate, he goes to therapy and he has a cheaper therapist who is great and he gets the full amount back and has zero out of pocket. Oh,
1: so, so that it, is possible. Yeah, it depends that, who yeah. you go to. And I guess if you're meeting with your GP to talk about it, mm-hmm. you could mention that the financial constraints are going to be so true, um, relevant and that you want to see someone who um, the gap is affordable yes. to
0: non-existent. That is so true. So you want to get those six subsidized sessions because that's going to make life easier for you. Yeah. And if you don't have any starting point for finding a therapist, ask your GP to recommend some on a list Yeah. or ask around with your mates if yeah. they have someone that they can recommend. Um, then what I do is that you get the list, right? And you can sort of narrow it down. So if you feel like you might be triggered seeing a male therapist or a female therapist, um, you might want to sort of narrow it down by gender and then look at what they specialize in.
1: On their websites? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, often they
0: have that. So back when I was a teenager and I was overcoming an eating disorder, I tried to find one that specialized in that area. Um, so if you're going through something specific, you might want to try and find someone who um, has a uh, an interest or a knowledge of that. Mm. Um, you know, Like, if like you... you would
1: with any doctor, really. I mean, totally. I don't know about you, but... If I go on a date, I'm going to Facebook stalk this person first and find out what I can about them before I even meet them. If I go to see a doctor, I'm going to Google their website and try and find out everything I can about them and make sure I'm going to see the doctor that is most relevant to my needs. You know, I do that with almost every, even if I'm going to a beautician, I'll do some research first. Like, yes, I don't leave things to chance. And you shouldn't. Once I face- and especially not when it comes to your mental health.
0: <laughs> not at all. And I think the hardest thing about finding a therapist is if you need one, it, it's possible that you are in a bad place and your mind is possibly not working at its peak. So and- you don't have the
1: emotional bandwidth to actually deal with this.
0: No. And and also, this is a lot of steps. You do need to advocate for yourself. And sort Should of-
1: we do an um, infographic kind of of it?
0: I would love that. Yeah,
1: I reckon. I reckon we should mm, because that it's might get easier.
0: It's very procedurally driven in yeah. my mind because I've done this for myself and I've done it also for exes and friends. Yeah, just gone through the process with them when they've been really um, struggling, mm-hmm. and it does work to f- okay. to find the right therapist. But you just okay. can't give up, and that's that can be hard.
1: So was that step two?
0: I don't know what for- I haven't numbered them. Oh, stop! Good. Stop with the numbers.
1: So. <laughs> You're just seeing
0: white noise. <laughs> yep. 90s dial-up modem sound. So what? Uh, so you've got your list um, or your recommendations. You've called them. And I recommend just having a short conversation with them on the phone.
1: Can you get them on the phone? Yeah. My just night. have a chat with you them. You can't get a therapist on the phone. Oh,
0: uh, really? Mm. I, I've done it before. Um, right. I guess if you can't, that sucks and you might have to go in. But if you can, just see if you can have a brief chat with them and see if you vibe on the phone. And if you do and you think they could be a good alignment with you, then ask for an appointment. And then you go in and you see if you vibe with them in real life. If you do, keep seeing them. And if you don't, go back to the list and try the next person. And I think this is the hard part because, you know, you've put all that energy into going to that first person. But if they're not right for you, it is so important to find a psychologist that works for you and that you vibe with as well. And
1: I think it's important to believe that you will find one that does match your needs Mm. because once you see like you know when you're kind of mentally exhausted because you're going through something hard and then you think oh yeah I should see a psychologist and then you see a psychologist and they suck Uh. or they're not the right match for you it can be really um disheartening and really it just piles a lot on top of your load it does to to go back to the start of the process but I think if you just think of it as you know a step-by-step process Mm -hmm. that might help to kind of get it done
0: And I found my therapist through a friend who was just like, go see this guy. And I never thought I could see a male therapist, but he has been the best I've ever had. He's the best I've ever had.
1: Do we have the same therapist? Let's not name names. No,
0: I don't think so. But I've recommended my therapist to so many people. And you know what? He doesn't vibe with... My other friends don't necessarily vibe with him the way that I do. So it's not always the case that... So
1: it's not about them being good or bad. It's about them suiting your communication style.
0: I think so. And some may just be shit. Who knows? Um, so yeah so you've gone to see them and then you've got your six subsidized sessions mm-hmm. um, after that you can go back to the GP and ask for four more okay. so that gives you 10 subsidized sessions in total and then you per can year right per year so you can then get them again the next year when I'm in crisis I go to the therapist every fucking week and it doesn't matter to me that like I'm wasting my subsidized sessions because I think if I'm in crisis I need all the support I need But if I'm just sort of going for my own personal growth, I might space them out and go every couple of weeks or every three weeks so that I can like...
1: If you're going once a month, that's a whole year worth of sessions that get subsidised. Yeah,
0: so you can sort of like push them along. Yeah, so what else have I got here? Don't give up till you find the right therapist. And also Headspace is a good resource. If you don't want to go in and see someone, I have a couple of friends that use Headspace and I think they've got like a really cool online therapy situation that you can access. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it costs anything. If it does, it's not much. Uh, But they have really great resources too. Great. Yeah. So if you are thinking that maybe you need to see a therapist, go see a fucking therapist.
1: Go see a fucking therapist.
0: It'll be the best you ever had.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Oh, shit. Everything's chaos.
0: Could you please stop taking your aggression out on the equipment?
1: Okay. So this week's listener question, because I am sticking to the format. Thank um, you. Is... Is it ever okay to go back to your ex for sex if he is really good at going down on you and is the only person that has made you come?: <laughs> I love this so much.: It's really specific. It
0: is really specific. There's so much to unload.
1: Unload <laughs>
0: Unload in your mouth.
1: Um, so my question is, is he the only person that has made you come ever?
0: Yeah, can we call them?:
1: I wish we could call them. I have mm. so many follow-up questions. I assume because that- if this, per- this ex. Is the only person that has ever made them come, then I feel like we need to have a whole other conversation about sex toys, about self pleasure, mm. um, about knowing your own body,
0: communicating,
1: communicating your needs.
0: I mean, I find it pretty hard to come from someone, I have to use my own methods in conjunction to their methods to create an ultra method.
1: An ultra method. Of of pleasure. pleasure. An ultra method of pleasure. There's so (laughs) many good little tags coming out of this. So, I
0: mean, I I think, and I think it's something like. It's
1: actually really normal. A lot of people can't, a lot of women can't come from penetration alone.
0: I quoted this to a guy I dated a while ago. Because he thought that he'd made every woman he'd ever been with come. Statistically, it's impossible. And I started, (laughs) I started laughing, and I was like, I think it's well, I think it's something like sixty percent of women can't come from just penetration, or higher than that. It's It's quite a high number. Down, but they were faking it to make your body get off their body, which is why I don't agree with faking it. I just think you're making it worse for everyone else. I'm sorry, is there something important that you need to be doing right now?
1: <laughs> um, I'm just checking your stats because they seem kind of off.
0: Yeah, but like, we, who cares?
1: Um, me, because I really like facts to be factual. Oh,
0: okay. Because I'm just getting the 90s dial up modem noise.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> a high number. Uh, 6% of women always orgasm during intercourse.
0: So 94% don't.
1: That's for an always, though. 40% said they nearly always do. 38% had one infrequently. Here we go. Here's another stat. Only 25% of women are consistently orgasmic during vag- vaginal, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love vaginal sex. <laughs> during vaginal intercourse. Righto. So that means that the other three quarters of women are not. So, all mm-hmm. mate, yeah, it's very unlikely. And
0: also we're not talking about vaginal, well, sorry, we're not talking about vaginal P- <laughs> PD sex penis what? no pd P- P- Is that the P- way i mean? was thinking penis to dick um <laughs> penis to f- dick we're not talking about penis in vagina, vagina. <laughs> we're talking about mouth on vagina
1: how do we know that because that-
0: she said from it- oral sex he makes her come from oral sex it doesn't say that in the question oh uh, i think that's I-, that. I-, I think that's what she means
1: oh if he's really good at going down on you and he's the only person that's made you come i understand yeah okay
0: that's how i read it but I mean, either way, either way, he's yeah, me too. Other way, he's fucking good. Or so, everyone
1: else was bad.
0: There's definitely a uh, desire to have this guy pleasuring her.
1: Yeah, and you know what? She's entitled to her pleasure.
0: Yeah, and I think now we have to go to those unknowns. Like if there are big feelings and it would fuck her up to go back, then it may not be a good idea. Yeah. But also you're just going to do whatever the fuck you're going to do. So don't be hard on yourself.
1: I did a little bit of research. Um, Stop it. Yeah. You know, I I, I like to wing it, but I also like my facts to be true. So I did a little bit of research and in a study from 2019, Stephanie Spielman and co found that having sex with your ex is not damaging your well-being how do they work that out i don't know read the study
0: oh my god i'm so relieved
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we also threw it to instagram oh yes and asked our i want to say listeners but i guess you don't really listen on instagram um followers we asked our followers whether they would have sex with their exes yes and do you want to guess how many people said yes um well i conducted the poll so you could guess I, pretty accurately i'm pretty sure it was around like 80 80 percent of our followers slash listeners would have sex with their ex 20% would not do you know why I was surprised by that why because
0: when you're on Instagram there are so many fucking aspirational like messages that say like don't sext your ex oh yeah so everyone's telling us not to fuck our exes Didn't we
1: put that on a thing during COVID? <laughs> yeah but that was when <laughs> like we were... stay home don't sext your ex probably.
0: <laughs> yeah and I was totally think I was fucking my ex at the time so Same. it was funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were like hee
0: never said we weren't hypocrites uh yeah so I think because I'm getting all that messaging people saying what you shouldn't do I was surprised that
1: everyone's a hypocrite
0: that in reality we're all fucking doing it yeah
1: what were some of the reasons um well I'm so glad you asked because um when you conducted this poll you did actually ask people for their reasons And I've written some of them down. And I've thought about sorting them into reasons for yes and reasons for no, but then I thought it's more fun to just read the jumbled mess of people's thoughts. I like that. So, why? Uh, Someone said they lapsed because it was primal and felt good. Would they do it again? No, it hurts too much. Hmm. Another person says, I live with a scarcity mindset around sex, so if I can get it in a safe way and know it's good, shrug emoji.
0: I live with a scarcity mindset around quality relationships.
1: Well, I feel like quality relationships are scarce. Oh, okay. I feel like that's not inaccurate. That's why when people find them, they like lock them down.
0: And and talk about them on Instagram. Yeah.
1: Uh, some people said like it just make, made things harder having sex with their ex. Um, some people said it's – I've put a typo in it and now I can't understand what I was going to say. it's nice to be with someone that you're comfortable with rather than risking a shit bang with a new person
0: oh amen
1: they would only do it if there's no feels left um someone else said i did it twice with two exes and it didn't leave me feeling great about myself or them
0: Mm. uh
1: someone else said fucking good sex is hard to find and hopefully i would be less emotionally invested post breakup Mm. someone else says i don't like sleeping with new people and being disappointed someone else says familiar is safe and easy connection's already there someone else said highly dependent on which ex most are a hard no yeah that's what so sounds like that's There's a lot good of people answer. that have a blanket rule of like yeah i would do it mm. but not with you
0: and it also comes down to where you are at in the breakup uh,
1: process or just
0: if you're in a particularly like lonely place and you just really want some affection you might go somewhere that you might not normally go it's just my computer communicating with me mm. but yeah they're actually all really poignant answers
1: yeah I found them really interesting and really relatable like I felt like I could be any of those people or all of them and no I didn't make all of those answers up
0: no we don't have that talent (laughs) yeah because I don't I did read all of them but I'd sort of forgotten
1: I guess if you took the recurring themes out though is like some people found it painful and some people felt like it was easier or more comfortable than seeking a new partner
0: Yeah. And I also definitely think during COVID times, I do feel that a lot of people don't want to go and risk meeting new people.
1: Yeah. Because there's an added health risk. There is. To the normal health risk.
0: A hundred percent. I would rather, if I really needed to go and fuck an ex that I felt I wouldn't get feels from. And then you know what I would do? I would go and get feels for them.
1: Is that what would happen? That's
0: what, that's the process.
1: Have you never had sex with an ex that didn't lead to you getting feels for them?
0: Only if they really annoyed me. In which case, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't probably enjoy the sex, so it would be redundant.
1: My mind's quite boundaryed, so I feel like whenever I've done it, it's always been very clear in my head that it's just sex. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's the communication's already there, and they already know what you like. So mm-hmm. to our listener, I would say one hundred percent do it, <laughs> <laughs> and also but like be boundaryed about what your expectations are. Yeah, coming out of it.
0: I think that's a good answer, and don't be hard on yourself. Like a really good friend of mine once said to me, you are just going to do whatever you're going to do. Mm. So if you're going to do it, fucking do it. Don't let yourself spiral into shame. Mm. If it doesn't work out, go lean on your girlfriends. Mm. Find another guy with a better mouth yeah. for your vagina. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June.
1: Hey, should we do quotes?
0: Yeah, I want to do quotes. Can I really I do, do. Can I do mine? Yeah, do, do mine? it. Can I do mine? As long as you shut the fuck up. Oh, sorry. I mean, do yours.
1: <laughs> okay, my quote for today: All discovered lovers should be given a second chance, but with somebody else. Oh, that's a good one. It's from May West. I actually she read- was a sassy broad. I fully
0: read that today. I was going to make that mine. That's mine. Damn it, bitch!
1: Sucked in, suck it. What have you got?
0: Oh, dude, I don't know. My notes are everywhere. Oh, here we go. Don't know who said it. Sometimes God sends an ex back into your life to see if you are still stupid.
1: (laughs) This podcast was recorded on Wajak Country in Perth, Western Australia. Our theme song was written by Naomi Robinson and Josiah Pedmanabal. For more of our blogs or to check out our awesome shop, head to www.podbook.com.